You are listening to Overcomers Church International Podcast. Here at OCI, we are dedicated to our vision of building strong people and building strong churches. From wherever you are listening, we hope this message leaves you equipped and encouraged. This is the last week for talking about core values. And uh, so, um, but actually, so I don't forget, do we have, Jason, do we have those, all those slides in a row ready to go up there? Man, he's on it, praise God. So I, what, I wanna, what I want to do, because last week I didn't even, uh, I gave the slide, but I didn't pull it up there at all. So I want to go through all of the slides of the core values, and then we're going to talk about the last core value tonight, which is excellent. So if we can just pull that, that first one up there, and we're just going to uh, boom, 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 run through them all. So unity, I will diligently, and this is the declaration that we have concerning these core values, I will diligently work to keep, to help keep peace and unity with all people I co-labor with in the kingdom of God. Very straightforward, but again, it's a declaration that we make. Okay, next one. Honor. And so I will honor all men and honor the presence of the Lord. I will show honor in my words uh, and actions to those in authority over me and to those I have authority over. And so we honor up and we honor down. We just honor everybody. Hallelujah. So next one. So hospitality, Katie ministered on this. I will make any effort necessary to walk with a heart of hospitality to all who come in our doors. I will give them a warm welcome into our church and into my life. So hospitality is not just inviting someone out for dinner over to your house, but it's actually opening your life up to them because that's what Jesus did. That's what God does. Next one, faith. I will maintain an attitude that God is well able. Everybody say well able to meet all needs in every area of life. I will respond to every situation in faith, knowing that Jesus has paid the price and it is no problem for God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And the last one here is excellence. And this is what we're going to do tonight. And it says this, I will do the best I can in every situation, constantly breaking the barrier of mediocrity keeping my heart motives pure and character aimed at the highest level of holiness. And so you can go ahead and leave that one up there because I'm going to reference it here for just a couple of minutes. But the first thing it says there is that I will do the best I can in every situation, constantly breaking the barrier of mediocrity. This was something the Lord began to speak to me several years ago about what I'm doing and what I'm doing for the Lord and what I'm doing in the Lord, that the idea of excellence is not being willing to get to a certain level and stay there. But it's always increasing. We serve a God that is ever increasing. He's interested in us being a part of his kingdom, which is an ever increasing kingdom. That's what the word tells us. Amen. And so the idea of, of increasing in our, and, and I'm going to get into this a little bit, and I'm going to talk about the difference between perfectionism and excellence. So when I talk about our performance, I'm not talking about legalism. I'm not talking about perfectionism. But I am talking about the things that we do because we are created in Christ Jesus to what? To do good works. That's right. We're created in him to do good works. So when we do things, we should do everything we do with the very best of our ability. Everything we do should be at the very highest level possible. And I just want to applaud you all. You know, when we, the, the very first thing 
that I noticed, and we came right in here. Remember, we, we met Pastor Donna in here, and we came right in here. The very first thing I noticed is that this place, this facility has been kept with excellence. You could just tell that there is an excellent spirit or an excellent heart behind the people that have been, been keeping this up. And so I, I applaud you for that. But it's good to go back and it's good to go look and just see what excellence really is about. And so one of the things it is, it's always looking to do better in everything that we do. You know, God is not a halfway kind of God. Aren't you glad that he didn't just like halfway create the world or halfway create me and you? You know, we're not just uh, torsos floating around without legs or something. <laughs> he created the whole part of us. He, he created, uh, you know, every part of us. He does things with excellent excellence. He finishes the work and he does it to the very best of, of his ability, which of course God's ability is greater than ours, but the heart behind it when God's doing it is always for it to be the very best. And everything that we do, we should be looking for it to be done the, the very best. If we're sweeping the floor or vacuuming the floor, it should be done with the very best of our ability. If we're, you know, helping in the kids' church, if we're, you know, uh, on the praise team, if we're working in the sound booth, if we're ushering, if we're whatever it is that we're doing, we're greeting. I mean, anything that we're doing, if we're praying, everything that we should that we do, we should do it to the very best of our ability. And the way you can tell if you're doing it to the best of your ability is would you do it better if Jesus were physically standing there with you? And if the answer is, well, I probably would kick it up a notch, then that means you're not doing the very best with what you have. So, uh, you know, excellence is, is not about doing something that you can't do. It's just about doing something that you can do. And I found this, that some people's level of excellence in an area might be different than somebody else's level of excellence. And as a leader, I've had to learn that, you know, you can have uh, this person that can do this job and this person do the same job, but their level of doing it might be different based on their current skill level, based on just, just how, you know, their training level and just different things that be go could be going on. And so excellence isn't about you comparing to somebody else. It's about comparing to you. It's about looking within yourself and saying, am I doing the very best that I can with the tools that I have been given? And I believe part of what will cause us to increase in the manifestation of excellence, which is to actually do a better job, is to steward the level that we currently are at. And so the, whatever we can do, the very best that we can do, we should always do the very best in every situation. Amen? And that is, that is a, a big part of what uh, excellence is, is about. It's constantly breaking the barrier of, of mediocrity. Now, I'll, I'll just tell you this, that I have a couple levels um, of mediocrity in my life. So I'm, I'll just be honest with you. I have a couple levels that, I, that I, I, I'm going to increase in, in Jesus' name. One, one of them... <laughs> You know, I, w I was going to help you out, but I, maybe I won't help you out now. But, um, you know, one of them, and Liz is, and this, I just, you know, I mean, this is a little thing, but actually, seriously, it's like, it's a thing. It is good that if you take your socks off, that they make it all the way to the, to the dirty clothes hamper. Come on, can anybody shout amen? Anthony's like, oh no, you're preaching in my corner now. <laughs> so, you know, if there's things that we know that we can do, we should do them the very, the very best. So my sincere apologies, my queen. And so, um, you know, there's just things that we can look at like that. But, you know, we're supposed to, we're supposed to do the very best that we can. I have, the, the capacity is there for me to take my socks off and put them in the hamper and not leave them on the floor. 
You know, and actually, that it, it really is disrespectful for us to do things like that. You know, and it's kind of the joke between her and I, but it's kind of not too, probably. So we'll talk later. Um, but, you know, here's an, and I'm, and the deal is, is that I don't know you guys well enough. So, like, you know, if you don't tell me, you know, you're preaching to my corner, I won't know. But, you know, that if, if you're always, if you're always late, then what you're, what you're doing, because everybody has the potential to be on time, just giving this as an example, or I'm not preaching at anybody. If you're always late for things, you're basically saying that your time is more valuable than everybody else's time. Amen. Come on now. Everybody, everybody is late from time to time, but not everybody is late all the time unless they have an issue on the inside that they need to get worked out to make sure that they're managing their time with excellence, right? So we always have the ability to grow and to increase. So that is that is part of what excellence is. It's constantly breaking the barrier of mediocrity. But I want you to put to look at this next part because this is this is where excellence to me really comes to life. And this next part here, God, we the first part used to be the only part of our definition or our statement of faith concerning excellence, but then God gave me this next part and I really like it. It's keeping my heart motives pure and character aimed at the highest level of holiness. And there's a there's a whole lot we can say about that, but I want to say this first thing and I and I wrote it down here because I want to make sure I I say it right that excellence isn't what you do it's how and why you do it. So it's not what you do, but it's how and it's why you do it. So the why speaks to the heart motives. Why are you doing what you do? Why are you ministering in the place you're ministering in? Why are you helping somebody? And this isn't just for church. This is, this is for every area of life, right? So why is it that you're doing the thing that you're doing? If the heart motive is for any other reason than as unto the Lord, then it's actually not an excellence because an excellent spirit always has the, the heart attached to the Lord. And so the, the how part has to do, it could have to do with your, with your exterior abilities and, and fulfilling them to the fullest capacity, but it, it also could just be on the inside that you're just doing it as unto the Lord. And I want to show you this scripture verse in Colossians chapter three. If we could pull and you could take that slide down, it's fine. Colossians chapter three. And I want to look at this together. Colossians three and 22 through 25. We're going to look at this here. It says, bond servants obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And I want you to take note that he's talking to people that, and, and the Bible has never uh, been for slavery or anything like that, all right? So, but the reality is, is he was speaking to people that, that had, that, that were slaves or that were servants. And a lot of things as far as slavery look different than how it did in America during the time of slavery. So that's another thing. But um, the reality is he was ministering to all these kind of people. And so what we can derive from that is that sometimes we don't want to have an excellent heart or an excellent spirit if our circumstances aren't right. A couple of you agree over here. I'm going to go over here. Sometimes <laughs> we won't have an excellent spirit or an excellent heart if our circumstances aren't right. Come on. 
We've all been there before to where it's like things just are, you know, chaotic or, you know, you know, people have got issues and this, that and the other is going on. And, you know, I've got all these problems and said, instead of having a heart to just do what we're doing as under the Lord, we find ourselves grumbling and complaining. You know, the children of Israel, they did not have an excellent spirit when they were in the wilderness. That's why they took a, I think it was like a 10 day journey. I've heard 10 days, the 14 day journey, and they turned it into 40 years. Uh, you want to keep yourself staying in the bad place a little bit longer, keep grumbling and complaining, don't have an excellent spirit, don't do it as under the Lord, and you'll just find yourself there just a little bit longer. Uh, I can relate to certain things in my life. It's like, you know, I wish I had to stop complaining a little sooner about that, and I would have been out of the situation. Come on. Amen. Next, uh, next verse here, verse 23, and it says, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. And I'm going to come back and talk about this, the difference between, you know, between the Lord and the men in a few minutes. We're at least going to hit it anyways. So whatever you do, everybody say whatever. whatever. So whatever, man. Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Now, in context, he's talking about people that were slaves or bond servants underneath of, and we could just put it as like, you know, employer and, and employees. And I'm, you know, I'm glancing at a few students that are in here. And so you could do student teacher if you wanted, whatever your situation is, and you've got people over you, definitely your bosses, those kind of things. Even if it's unjust, anybody ever had an unjust situation that you've been in, but you've had to do the job, you've had to do the work, you've had to do the thing. Even when it's unjust, like in this situation, you still do it as under the Lord. That's what it looks like to have an excellent spirit or to have an, an excellent heart. That's where it gets into the how and the why you're doing what you're doing. Thank you for standing over there. So if they get tired of looking at me, they can look at you. It's wonderful. Um, let's read the next uh, couple of verses here, and then we're going to move on. So verse 24, knowing, so he says, do everything heartily as unto the Lord, not to men, but unto the Lord, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of your inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. So when we're serving and we're doing things, we should keep this excellent attitude, this excellent heart, this excellent spirit, doing everything as unto the Lord. It's our, it's our motive. It's why we do it, knowing that no matter what, what happens between now and the end of our life, no matter who we have to serve, no matter what it looks like, if we've got a mean boss or a, you know, whatever, that if we do it as unto the Lord, we're going to receive a reward. I would say, you know, the scripture is parallel, and if you're just doing it as unto man, and your heart motive is to get the pat on the back or to get the attaboy, or I'm really glad you, if that's your motive for doing it, then I would say you have your reward. And I think that scripture, scripture would back that up. When we're doing things, it's not supposed to be uh, w with man-pleasing and with getting people to look and say, wow, you just did an amazing thing there. And you're just so gifted and you're just so talented. You know, these kind of things can flow a lot in churches if we're not careful. Having an excellent spirit is about always doing things as under the Lord. And even when people say, boy, you did a great job, or they say, you did a horrible job. I mean, I've had people say, I hate listening to you minister. I don't like, no, 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 whatever. You know, that'll, that'll help you realize where your identity is at really fast. It is, is it in man-pleasing? Is it in people giving you the pat on the back? Or is it really in the Lord? Because when somebody says something positive or negative about your performance, about what you're doing, it shouldn't cause you to go up or down. You should just go just like this. 
And I've just learned that when people say, man, thank you so much, you did a great job, I'll go, thank you, appreciate it. I mean, I don't know what else you're supposed to say, I'm not gonna go, thank you, you know? I know, it was really great. And I've, really, I've never done that, but I have on the other end, I spent a lot of years hearing the negative press reports Pastors are some of the worst people to read their own press clippings, you know, and it's like they hear it through the grapevine. It's usually not, you know, shouted from the rooftops, but they hear it from the grapevine just through conversation. Pastor really offended me during the message because I don't believe that, blah, 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 blah. And they get that press clipping back and then they go and they're like, well, I just... I just uh, get into all this self-loathing kind of thing. And whether you're exalting yourself like, oh, I'm something special or I'm nothing but a worm, either one has the focus on self and it's all about pleasing man. It's not with an excellent spirit. An excellent spirit says, you don't like me? I don't care. I'm not doing it unto you. I'm doing it as unto the Lord. You think I'm amazing? I don't really care. Thanks, but I don't really care because I'm doing it as it under the Lord. It's not about getting your pleasure in my life. It's about getting God's pleasure in my life. Come on, somebody. Amen. So I want to take a couple of minutes, and, and Liz is going to write this on the board, and we're going to talk about the difference, because I think this is really, really important, is to know the difference between excellence and perfectionism. So if you could put perfectionism on that side, because that's how I have it in my notes. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. It's got to be absolutely perfect. So make sure your line's perfect in everything. Anyways, that was a little joke. Come on now. <laughs> so, so we're going to talk about the difference between perfectionism and excellence. And perfectionism, listen to this, perfectionism, and I'm going to pull this out a little bit, is a counterfeit to the spirit of excellence. Perfectionism is a counterfeit to the spirit of excellence. And so I'm going to show, show you this. We're going we're gonna to run through some things here that that will show this. And really, a, perf a perfectionist spirit or a mentality or an attitude, there could be a, uh, an actual demonic spirit of perfectionism. I actually, I wouldn't doubt it that there, there is. But it works kind of in conjunction or under a spirit of religion and gets people into a very works-based, human, fleshy mentality to perform at the highest level that flesh has to make flesh feel good. That's what religion does, and that's what perfectionism is. So we're going to give you the difference between um, perfectionism and excellence. And we've got about seven or eight things here that we're going to go boom, 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 boom. But I'll give you time to write. So perfectionism won't allow for correction. So if somebody's operating in like a, a perfectionist uh, spirit, a perfectionist mentality, it won't allow for correction. And that's one way you can tell if you are operating in perfectionism and not excellence. Because if you're trying to do the best you can, and somebody comes in and says, actually, that would know better than you. Hey, actually, that's not the best way to do it. Let me show you a better way. If that's too hard on your flesh, then you're really into man-pleasing. You're into flesh-pleasing. And you're not into, oh, thank you. I want to do the very best I can. Thank you for that bit of information right there. So, so perfectionism won't allow for correction, but uh, the opposite is true of excellence, which longs for a word that brings increase. So someone that operates in, in an excellent spirit longs for a word, for any word, that will bring increase. How many of y'all want to increase in your life? Amen. 
And, and I've been pastoring enough years that I've seen people that operate in an excellent spirit, and they're like, thank you for telling me that. And then versus somebody else that has gotten everything wrong going on in their life, but they won't listen to one thing you have to say. <laughs> it's a difference between a mentality of like, uh, you can tell me things versus you can't, and it could be the difference between perfectionism and excellence. Perfectionism cares only for results. Results are not bad to look at, but a perfectionist mentality cares only for results versus an excellent spirit cares about the heart knowing the results are a byproduct. So excellence cares about the heart. Again, going back to the motive and the why and the how you're doing things. Is it under the Lord? Excellence cares about that, knowing. And if, you're, if your heart really is set before the Lord, your results are going to increase as a byproduct. Amen. And you don't have to strive for it. So the next thing here about perfectionism is perfectionism brings burden or excuse me is burdensome in the doing you ever done something and it was just like uh, laborious it was just like oh my gosh i can't wait for this to get over i've been there with many things many things in life many things in ministry and you know to where you just you wear yourself out it's burdensome in the doing the lord wants us to have joy in what we're doing see it's not always about what you're doing but it's about how you're doing it we have to do lots of things in this life, and everybody can attest to this. You have things in your daily routine, your weekly routine, your monthly routine that you don't particularly like doing, but it's just part of what you have to do. Probably my, my Achilles heel would be like, like bookkeeping kind of stuff. And I try to pass off as much of that stuff as possible because it is not my... You got something to say about it, sister? No, I'm just kidding. Katie's like, Katie's like, yeah, you're right on. You're the worst at that. Just, just kidding. It's good to have a sister to mess with or whatever. So, you know, but you, ha you have to do some of those things, right? I mean, there's just things that you just have to do in this life. And, and even though I'm never going to be like, look at a, a Amanda is like amazing at bookkeeping. I'm never going to be at her skill level. At, at bookkeeping. That's just not in me. It's just not part of how I'm wired. But I could still be excellent at it for what level I have to do because I have a heart to do it as unto the Lord. Because I have a heart to just be joyful and cheerful in the doing and not be burdensome in the midst of it. Not that I look forward to it or anything, but you get my point. So perfectionism, here's the next thing. Perfectionism brings condemnation in failure. Perfectionism brings con condemnation. Is that a big word? Perfectionism brings condemnation. Y'all can't hear. She's mumbling up here about stuff. Brings condemnation and failure. We like to have fun. If you can't have fun, what'd you get married for? You know, I don't know. <laughs> she's like, so you would do what I told you to do. She just, she is so opposite of that. I'm only kidding. Perfect, or so perfection brings condemnation and failure, whereas excellent, excellence um, will grow through failure. Real simple, but very true. So perfectionism, like you don't do something right, it's like, you get mad at yourself, you get angry at yourself, and all that. Versus, and I've, in the last 
And the last, see, I think everybody has a tendency to operate in perfectionism on some level. I think this is a tendency for everybody. So spelling this out can be helpful. And I've had many areas in the last two or three years to where I've had to go, you know what? I'm frustrated at this because I'm trying to make it happen just perfect, just in my time and all of that. And I, I got to get out of that. I got to quit doing that. And I got to quit being condemned for messing up, that kind of stuff. And just when I miss it, when I blow it, I just have to realize, you know what? I'm going to grow through this failure. It's okay. You can grow through failure. When I first started ministering, I basically, the way I, the way I looked at it, other people might not have thought it, but I, I figure I ministered like one good message out of 10. Most of the time, I felt like I got up and it was just not good. And... You know, versus now, everyone. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I was able to grow and learn how to minister the word and how to minister to people. But I had to get to a point to where I'm like, okay, it didn't go the way that I wanted to. What can I do to change it and make it better? How can I do it better next time? Instead of feeling like it was the end of the world. I got news for you. If you did something and you messed up and you think it's the end of the world, that's the devil talking to you. Or it's your flesh talking to you. It's not going to be the end of the world. Amen? So excellence says, let's grow through the failure. The next thing here is that excellent, excuse me, perfectionism has a critical spirit towards self and others. Perfectionism has a critical spirit towards self and others. And this is something that uh, we've, uh, I have had to work on in my life not to be not to be critical. Some people are she's probably the least critical person that I know, truth be told, and I'm probably one of the more critical people that I know and I've had to come out of that. And I think a lot of times the Lord will wire you a certain way, but you get so stuck in that wiring that you're you're at a default. And the Lord's given me the ability to discern and to see, and I like order, and I like things to be set right, and because he's wired me that way. But if you're not careful, you can take that and be critical about everything that's not just fit, just right. So there's a balance to those kind of things. And, and I would say, let me pick on you for a minute. You know, you're probably one of the least critical people. And so I'm always joking with her. You know, you got to be careful what you pray for. Because I told the Lord, I said, Lord, when I was, I think I was about 15, and I said, I want to marry somebody just like my mom. And you know that she is in so many ways just like my mom was. And recently I'm like, okay, Pollyanna, put on your rose-colored glasses. Because it's like I can be like, this situation. And she'd be like, well, really? And it's like always the bright side of everything. And you know what? God's wired her that way. But the tendency for somebody that's wired that way is they can just gloss over and not use discernment and not see things like they really need to. So we make a pretty good balance, don't we? Praise the Lord. So, but anyways... Um, Having a critical spirit is perfectionism. Excellence flows from and continues in an attitude of mercy. Excellence flows from and continues in an attitude of mercy. Towards self, towards others, towards whatever the situation is. And this is, this is really important. And, and I've had to learn this lesson. We're getting ready to have a, have a, a work day or a work week here, really. It's going to be a lot, of, a lot of work, but it's going to be fun. Show up and, and work together and whatever. I think it's going to be fun. But I can remember work weeks, uh, days or whatever time before when I had to uh, look at what somebody was doing. And I'm like, man, that is so backwards. Why are you doing it that way? But they were there to help. And I had to come out of a critical spirit. Not that there's not room for like, hey, uh, that wall is going to fall over. Let's, let's do something different here, right? I mean, there's, there's room for that. 
But it, it can be easy to get into a, a critical mode if you're operating in perfectionism versus excellence would say, thank you so much for doing that. I really, really appreciate it. And then you just let it go. Now, if I can go back and fix it and they don't know it, I might do that. If it's really, really messed up or something, <laughs> come on, we've been there before. Uh, but otherwise, you just leave it because people are, people are worth it, right? Amen. So it's good to come out of that, that critical kind of spirit. Uh, perfectionism, and this could be maybe the biggest uh, telltale between the difference between perfectionism and excellence. And again, perfectionism is a counterfeit to excellence. Uh, perfectionism is totally based, and I kind of already said this, but it's based in man-pleasing. Perfectionism, its basis or it's based in man-pleasing versus excellence is based on pleasing the Lord. So if you're talking about yourself or you're talking about other people, if there's always this working to please, then you're and not the Lord, but other people. And you want other people to be pleased with you and you want other people to like you and you want other people to, you know, glory at the work that you did or, you know, anything like that. Then that really is a perfectionist mentality versus excellence is really looking for the Lord to be pleased with you. And here's the thing is that the Lord, the Lord's already pleased with us. He can't be any more pleased with you than he already is. Now, there's a difference between the Lord being pleased with you and you being pleasing to the Lord. You can do, you know, some knuckleheaded thing or whatever that's not pleasing to the Lord and wouldn't be something that he would approve of, right? But the reality is, is that no matter how much we messed up, because God's, God is love, he's still pleased with us because we're his kids. That's some good news right there. Perfectionism, there's two more. Perfectionism will never let, and I put in quotes, less than perfect be acceptable. Perfectionism will never let less than perfect be acceptable. Whereas excellence will always be satisfied with, I did my best. I did my best. I used to have... I grew up in an upholstery shop, and my dad was an upholsterer by trade, and uh, we used to make uh, custom-made uh, headboards, uh, upholstered headboards. That was what I grew up, primarily what I grew up doing, and uh, even, gosh, I was still doing it till five years ago, four years ago, three years ago, actually. I was still dabbling in it. Finally, I'm like, I'm, I'm done, and I don't miss it at all. But whenever we would get Oh, man, we had this one guy. He always gave us uh, antique satin material. And all it was was it was like a fake silk, and it was garbage. And it was just horrible to work with. It's horrible to work with. And we would make, we made headboards, and then we also made cornice boards, you know, that go up over windows. And ours were upholstered. That's what we did is we did upholstery work. So ours were upholstered. And everything is pulled uh, mostly is pulled nice and neat and tight when it when it comes to uh, you know uh, those kind of upholstery goods, and this guy would always give us antique satin, and it showed every pucker, every dimple, every everything, any stain, any anything that would go on with it, and. You know, my dad and I were the kind of people that we really, we cared about our name, we cared about the business, and we cared that we put out a good product. And we'd have times to where if something didn't go right, we'd stay up all night, tear the whole thing apart, and, and redo it all. That's just what, you, what we would do. But there, there, there came some time 
when we had certain things such as antique satin that you could only do so much with it until you had to walk away and say, I did the very best I could with that piece of garbage you gave me. <laughs> I did the very best I could with what I had in my possession. Amen. And there's a fine line there because we, we and I, I just speak for myself, drove myself mad. Get used to mad because Ashley and Carla are coming and that's, they say things like that. Anyways, it's English. And his name's Ashley. And my boys were like, why is the guy's name Ashley? And I'm like, I don't know. They're English. So it just, it is what it is. Um, so anyways, it drove me mad because I operated in a level of perfectionism to where it had to be perfect. Perfectionism will never let uh, less than perfect be acceptable. Oh, less than? I don't even remember the arrow thing. Which one's which? Does anybody else do that? You're like, which way is which greater or less than? Come on. Yeah. The carrot eats what? Which one's greater, this side or that side? That side? Well, it seems to me if it's eating that way, this one's bigger because it can eat that side. So that makes no sense. <laughs> Perfectionism will never let less than be acceptable versus excellence will always be satisfied with I did my best. Thankfully, there's no less than or more than. All right. Perfectionism, this is the last one. Wants immediate results and only cares about the current results wants immediate results, and only cares about the current results. Are you texting somebody? Oh, it'll be fine. Oh, good thing you're on the perfectionism side. I-M-M-E-D-I-A-T-E. You should just ask me. I know everything. Perfectionism wants immediate results and only cares about the current results. <laughs> All right? So excellence, and actually this one was you. You gave me this one. I was like, yes, that is good. Excellence is patient for the right results producing longevity. Cares about things that last. You know, when I saw this, this sound booth that was built back here, before I knew who built it, I said, that thing was built excellent. If actually, if, like a, if a bomb's going to be dropped, I think I'm going to hide in there because I, I don't think it would go anywhere. I mean, it's built very, very, I mean, it's, it's excellent. Now, I, don't, I wasn't there when you, when you built it, I don't know if you threw things or whatever, then that would have been perfectionism. I'm just kidding. No, you just did an amazing job. It looks excellent. But it's, my point was, is that it's, it's lasting. And when you think about what God does, he doesn't do things superficial. He does things to last. When he made the earth and he made us, he made us to create or to procreate. And then he said that every seed will produce after its own kind. He didn't just uh, plant some oak trees and plant some redwoods and whatever other kind of trees and, you know, different kinds of flowers and stuff. He gave them the ability to have longevity to last and to continue for generations. And when we're doing anything 
for God, we're doing anything for the kingdom of God, it always should be with a mindset for future generations and to last. And when we started this church, we started this ministry, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want you to build something. I want you to do something that will outlast you. If a ministry or a work or a gifting or anything that's going on is only just about you, then as soon as you die, then the work that you did dies with you. But if it has the, the mentality to have longevity and to increase and to continue going, that is an excellent mentality that has a mentality to keep going for generations and to bless multiple people. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's the God we serve, and that's the kind of people that we are, and that's just the way that we walk. Amen. Hallelujah. Man, that's good stuff. That's really good stuff. And if you can, you can see this and you can see the difference between these, it'll really, really help set you free. And when I went in and just began to, to compare, and it was just a word from the Lord that perfectionism is a counterfeit to excellence. I can't show you a scripture verse that says that, but it was just a word that God gave me. And I, I could just see the, the, the doings and the working of things that people were doing and it, and it could look like you're doing things with excellence. But if there's frustration, if you, know, you don't have, just don't have joy in what you're doing and, and your heart motive could be, all those things could be in there, that's perfectionism. And it's good that we're able to see that. You know, people, when, to work with people that are excellent, they're more fun to work with than someone that's a perfectionist. Because if you work with somebody who has an excellent spirit, they can they can be the kind of person that will teach you and instruct you and help you in what they're doing, even when you're making mistakes. And I believe it really goes back to the heart of a father. God is an excellent father, and he's always willing to teach us, and he doesn't demand perfection out of us. Do you realize how many years I pastored and had no idea what I was doing? Some people still don't think I do, but, you know. <laughs> Look at that wall. <laughs> It is a really good looking. Brooke designed all that, by the way. God downloaded the, all the stuff to me and to Katie and to Liz primarily, but uh, Brooke made all that. She did awesome. But, you know, I spent so many years pastoring with a heart, wanting to know how to lead people and how to, you know, how to help people and stuff, but I just didn't know. And if I were God, I would have fired me a long time ago. And I had this, this uh, one minister from this particular denomination and he was super haughty, but anyways, he was meeting with me. He goes, well, he said, well, uh, who are your overseers or something like that? And I was like, well, I said, what are you talking about? And he said, well, who makes sure that you're preaching the word? And I was like, well, I answer to God. And he didn't really like that answer. He thought that I should have people over me, you know, telling me you have to do A, B, C, D, F, G, because that's how he's used to pastoring. I got to tell you something. I, I consider it a high honor, but I do it with fear and trembling. I pastor and minister with fear and trembling because I have to answer to the Lord. But you know, one thing I found is that he's actually pretty easy to answer to. Because when I totally blew it, I totally did this and it didn't work. And I made the mistake and I had the wrong heart. I had the wrong attitude. And, and I said something I shouldn't have. And I did something I shouldn't have. And it just didn't work out. I can go back to the Lord and say, Lord, help. And he's like, it's no problem. Because he has an excellent spirit and excellent heart. He's always willing to help me. He doesn't demand perfection out of me. That's how you can know you have a good leader. God's a good leader, isn't he? He's the best leader. All he wants us to do is increase. And so long as we just keep a heart to continue to increase and grow and stuff, we're in good shape. He's not expecting us to be perfect. That's not an excuse to stay stuck. 
But it is grace for the season we're in before we get to the next season or to the next level and whatever we're doing. He is a, he is, you know, he is a perfect father. And we say that because he's God. He can be, he can actually be perfect, <laughs> but he really has an excellent spirit. He really, really does. He really does. And he only expects the best that you can give. He doesn't expect you to be perfect. I really feel like the Lord was just nudging my heart and just to say that very quickly. He doesn't expect you to be perfect in anything that you're doing. You don't have to, you don't have to measure up. Other than just saying, God, here I am. Here I am. He knows. He knows that he called us into something that we are ill-equipped to do. I mean, he only asked us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. The only thing he asked us to do is convert the entire world to Christianity. That's, that's all he asked of us. I mean, really, that is in God's heart. You realize that that's God's heart. That's why I'm, I, my, my mentality is I'm not here just for this church. I am here right now for this church, for this people, for you people. And we, we pour over you in prayer, and we're, we're doing everything we can because we, we love each and every one of you, and we're drawing closer to you all the time. God's knitting our hearts together, all of that. But my goal is the, is the whole region. And really beyond that, it's the whole state of Missouri. Why not? Is, our, is God's arm too short? It's not about just, just a little. God, God wants a lot. So he's called us to this great thing, but he knows we're not able to do it. That shows a lot of grace right there if you think about it. He's called us to something big, but he knows we're a fumbling mess at the moment and don't know how to do it all. We just stick with him, and his excellent heart towards us will love us all the way into fulfilling everything that he's called us to fulfill. Oh, that just takes the pressure off right there. <laughs> that should make us want to laugh, smile, jump, shout. We can go to bed tonight realizing that God is not upset with, that, with us, not one iota, not one bit. He's happy with us. He's pleased with us. Uh, I heard Brother Andrew say one time, God loves you. He even likes you. Other people, <laughs> they'll say they love you because I love you with the love of the Lord, but it's like I really don't want to be around you. You know what? God loves you and he likes you. He actually enjoys being around you. We don't enjoy being around us. We don't enjoy being around certain people, and most of us sitting in here don't really like ourselves. You know, the Bible tells us to love our neighbor as you love yourself. You know, one of the things that we need to do, we need to figure out how to love ourselves better and to see ourselves the way that God sees us. And he doesn't look, oh man, he doesn't look in the mirror the way that we look in the mirror. We look in the mirror, we look in the physical mirror, and we see the bulges, we see the zits, we see the wrinkles, we see the problems, we see the, all the things that we don't like. We see that, but that's not what God sees when he sees us. God sees a creation that he made that he is so passionately in love with that all he's asking of us is, will you please stop seeing yourself and how you feel, and how you see in the physical mirror. And will you start to look into the perfect law of liberty, the word of God, look into that mirror and begin to see yourself the way that I see you. And your expectation of what you can do will go through the roof, but your frustration with yourself will go totally out the window 
Because you realize that it's me empowering you to do it, and it's, you're not doing it in love yourself. Man, that's what you call good news, isn't it? <laughs> Amen. Praise God. You guys are awesome. If God is changing your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. If you would like to give or would like more information on how we are making a difference, visit ociperryville.com.